You are now listening to the Art of Thinking Smart podcast episode number three. Hey everybody, David Chang here, founder of the Art of Thinking Smart. Really glad you can join me for this podcast episode where I interview Steve Forbes, the editor-in-chief of my favorite business magazine, Forbes Magazine, as well as the president and CEO of its parent company, Forbes Incorporated. He was also a two-time presidential candidate back in 1996 and 2000, and during his first presidential run, I got to meet him, and this was when I was a sophomore in high school. I was an avid reader of Forbes, and when I found out that we would, um, a cl- high school classmates and I would get to meet him, was really excited about it. Um, I still had the picture taken, and years later when I got to see Steve again, uh, it, it was kind of nice for him to sign it. I got to meet Steve again when I was a cadet at West Point. And Steve was very uh, supportive of the academy and the cadets and the military, which I greatly appreciate. And in one particular football Saturday, uh, New York City is about an hour south of West Point. And he would invite cadets occasionally to come down, join him on his yacht, and we sailed up the Hudson uh, to watch the football game together and on this trip I got to meet many uh, distinguished guests uh, Casper Weinberger who was the former Secretary of Defense under uh, President Reagan also the former Prime Minister of Canada Brian Mulroney as well as some other uh, VIPs and it was a great honor to uh, get to know Steve and, and, and many of his friends I got to see Steve again a few years ago when he was traveling through Hawaii and he did an event for Governor Linda Lingle and I got to uh, spend some time with him and got to talk. I asked him if uh, he would be willing to do an interview uh, and he said he would which I was very excited about and he has so much to offer through his experiences, um, through his success in business, his time in politics. He's won numerous awards and I know that there's a lot of still great things to come uh, from Steve. He's also an author of several books um, and the most recent one called The Money how the destruction of the dollar threatens the global economy and what we can do about it. And you can find more information um, below the podcast on the page. Well, I'm super excited and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Steve, thank you so much for this. I really do appreciate this. I'm looking forward to it. Of my honor. Thank you. As I mentioned before, you're someone I greatly respect and who's been very successful in the business community, even the political community as myself. And I have uh, some questions to ask. And, and the first thing is following your career, you know, you founded your first magazine, Business Today, while in college and, you know, expanded it tremendously. What got you started as, at such a young age? What drove you and, and what is the reason for your continued success? Well, at uh, a young age, I think, uh, I don't know whether it's genetics, but uh, I was always interested in uh, uh, doing uh, uh, publications of uh, one sort or another. When I was in grade school, I did news sheets for uh, my classmates from time to time. Uh, got in trouble in the fifth grade <laughs> once when I did one uh, rating, uh, grading my teachers. I thought if they graded me, I could grade them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, uh, that didn't work too well. Uh, 
but uh, in uh, college, I was a uh, founding editor of, of a magazine called Business Today. Uh, we saw the need uh, for uh, getting a uh, pro-free market business perspective out to students. It was a very radical time on campuses in the late 1960s. Mm. So, uh, and in terms of uh, success, uh, one, uh, to be uh, candid, it pays to have parents who already have a successful business. But uh, to continue to do it, uh, you have to uh, understand uh, two things. One is the world changes radically, mm. and no matter how good you are, you're going to get hit with curveballs, uh. either because of mistakes you make, and you will make mistakes, mm. uh, because of circumstances beyond your control or a combination of both. But you'll be hit with curveballs, and if you want to occupy a leadership position, you have to anticipate that you're going to have to be thrown on your own inner resources. There are often no playbooks in these crises, mm. and uh, you uh, it's kind of a world we live in. You can eat well or sleep well, but not both. Oh, that's, uh, that's very good. And on top of that, because I've learned that, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've had some business ventures fail, some succeed, and this concept of failing forward, do you mind elaborating on... What are some tips that you have for people to deal with failures and having to deal with these curveballs? Well, there, there's no way of uh, mere words making a setback uh, easier to take. Mm. It's like uh, getting the, the uh, air punched out of your stomach, mm. the wind knocked out of you. Uh, it, 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 it's highly uncomfortable, <laughs> right. no, matter what, no matter what they tell you. Uh, but uh, the key is when you uh, start to get uh, climb up from the hit, uh, try to figure out what have you learned from it and uh, take some solace in the fact that uh, even uh, legendary leaders uh, suffer setbacks. Steve mm. Jobs was fired from the company he founded right. at the age of 30. Henry Ford who created the modern automobile age, went through two painful bankruptcies and almost a third mm. before he succeeded in selling uh, cars. So uh, setbacks do happen, mm. and uh, you can uh, uh, try to learn from them and uh, move forward or uh, just uh, throw your hands up in despair. But uh, knowledge is the way you get ahead, and mm. knowledge often comes from... Uh, seeing what doesn't work. Yeah, right. No, that's great. And so Forbes magazine, it's my favorite magazine. I read it very avidly. And on your section, your editorials, I've seen you interviewed so many successful people you know, as a chief editor. What When you talk with them, what is some characteristics that they have that you see? You talked a little bit about of dealing with these curveballs, but what else do you see that, that made them successful? Uh, they're also innovators, mm. uh, doing doing something that is uh, new, taking a new insight on something. It could be uh, uh, John Bogle, who created Vanguard, now the second largest mutual fund company in the, in the United States, if mm. not the world. Uh, he, he saw that, uh, that uh, most investors lag the market because of uh, bad timing mm. and uh, getting eaten by expenses. He saw this as an undergraduate when he was at Princeton University. Mm. Uh, so he saw a need and then uh, eventually he was in a position to do something about it and invented the index fund. Mm. And uh, now, now they're popular, but at the time they were hooted and uh, greeted with derision. Mm. 
So it, it's, it's seeing a need, and it can be the most mundane things. I mean, one of the most common commodities out there is coffee. Get mm. one said billion dollar company out there, Starbucks. Even though anyone can make coffee, right. anyone sells coffee. Even the airlines serve a version of it for free. Last I checked, uh, uh, Starbucks comes along and uh, creates a globe girdling uh, company. Right. And, uh, they did it by uh, providing consistency, uh, goodness, and a uh, good environment, and uh, keep coming up with uh, new twists on it. But uh, so even something as common as a coffee, mm. uh, somebody figured out a way to uh, do something new and uh, run with it. Wow, uh, that's great. And c- kind of on that, on the business leader side in, in innovation, uh, I think there's 20 million people going to Forbes.com and reading it. And, and a lot of these are the business leaders and bis- business decision makers. H- how do you see what they want and need um, and and how do you know kind of the niche that you're going for, and how do you expand upon that? Well, the the, the key is uh, first having uh, a purpose. And, mm. uh, the Peter Drucker, the late management guru, said businesses should always remind themselves what is their mission, what is their purpose, and uh, we believe in entrepreneurial capitalism. It doesn't mean we're a cheerleader. Uh, if somebody does something wrong, it's like a somebody who loves the theater seeing a, a play done badly. <laughs> they right. don't like it. Right. But uh, we uh, we we approach it uh, that entrepreneurial capitalism is the greatest engine for opportunity, for creativity, uh, removing barriers, creating cooperation as people work together for a shared purpose of anything in, in the history of the people. Got it. So. Uh, 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 and on our website, we've had to change the way we do content creation. In this new day and age, everyone can create content, mm. not just journalists. So uh, we now have on our website over 1,200 contracted contributors. We have oh, wow. some different channels, and uh, they get paid on the traffic they generate. But they, uh, we try to get people who bring a certain expertise in a certain area. Got it. And uh, we have some turnover because not all of them work out. Right, right. And, uh, but uh, but uh, we 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 uh, you know in the days of print we do twelve thirteen hundred articles a year. We still do, but on the web now we do over one hundred and ten thousand pieces a year. Wow. And and on that you know someone like me, you, you know, people listening to this, if they want to be some like a contributing. Um, uh, author, what do you look for? What what do you want in people for them to uh, to be able to contribute? Uh, bringing insider expertise uh, that uh, you're not likely to find somewhere else. Mm. And uh, a lot of what people write is eminently forgettable, but uh, <laughs> oftentimes they do come up with insights. And again, uh, we, we we take uh, contributions from uh, companies. Oh, okay. If they have something useful to say, we mark it as such. Uh, but uh, you know, content uh, can be created from a variety of sources today. Got it. People are looking. People are looking for information that helps them uh, get ahead. That uh, gives them uh, insights that they need. 
Interesting. And in, in, a, in a good blog post or a good article, it, it, are you looking for more like bite-sized tips or what do you see as something well, that... Well, one, uh, yeah. one of the great things about the web is you can do all of the above. Mm. We, uh, we have uh, our contributors sometimes do very short submissions. Got it. And uh, they, they do several a week. And then uh, they will uh, then go and do a very long, in-depth one. And uh, the thing about the web is, whereas in the printed page you are restricted uh, physically, mm. uh, with the web uh, you can dig as deep as you want. Got it. So uh, you get all of the above in the web, and a good contributor will end up doing uh, all kinds of uh, submissions. Uh, the key is uh, not just uh, one submission, but uh, the ability to do a number and uh, generate your own traffic. You Got have it. a following and... Uh, Get, get get the word out. And kind of so, you know, just looking about your past and been uh, very successful, it looks like you've won the Crystal Hour Award four times. So what is it and what do you attribute your success to getting um, the, the award? Well, part of it is uh, luck. If I was <laughs> a, a, per, a perfect predictor, I would have won the lottery and a number of horse races. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be on our four four hundred list. Right. But uh, but uh, the, the key is uh, you try to get a feel for what's out there, uh, taking in a lot of uh, information, recognizing that consensus is rarely right, mm. and you see that most dramatically in baseball. You know, nobody foresaw this year. Just a little example that the Tampa Bay Rays would uh, be floundering the way they are. Right. And. Uh, so uh, uh, you're, you're, you're not going to uh, uh, predict with precision, but you can get a good feel for what is out there, and you always have to check yourself. A lot of smart people are looking at things, and uh, what, what are you seeing that uh, they're not seeing? Mm. And uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's not easy to do. Got it. Oh, that's great, then. And for the Chris Lowell Award, I guess, is given to people for their writing abilities or editorial it, it, it was uh, used to be given by the uh, U.S. Steel Corporation. Mm. They retired the prize uh, several years ago. Ah. But, uh, they uh, would bring together journalists, uh, and uh, you'd fill out a form uh, predicting what was going to happen in the new year, everything from the price of steel, of course, mm. uh, to uh, the market, uh, industrial output, uh, interest rates, uh, consumer prices, and uh, all the things we look at trying to read uh, chicken entrails. Mm. <laughs> got it, got it. And one of the things I ask everybody is, because I'm an avid reader, I know that you do some, um, every uh, magazine, you have a recommendation. What are your favorite books and why? Uh, aside from the ones that I write. Mm. <laughs> yes, I, and I have them, and I have them autographed too, so I'm very proud to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a new, I have a new one out. Oh, on, what is it called? Oh, it's called uh, Money. Okay. Uh, how how the uh, uh, destruction of the dollar threatens the global economy and what we can do about it. Wow. It's about uh, uh, inflation, about what the Federal Reserve is doing and hurting our economy. Right. In very, very straightforward and simple language. Mm. And when is that book uh, coming out? Uh, that just came out. Oh, it did? Okay, you great. Find, yeah, you can find it on Amazon or at a bookstore. Okay. And... Uh, uh, it uh, strips away all the 
jargon and uh, complex equations. Uh, you, uh, just explains money in a very straightforward way. What is uh, what what we must do? What is wrong? And uh, the price we pay for it. So right. it's uh, an effective call to action. Great! Wow. So, uh, 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 but in terms of uh, reading books, I am uh, finishing up one now called "How the West Won." Mm. Uh, by a fellow named Rodney Stark about uh, how uh, the role of religion in the rise of uh, well, the, the West, uh, the rise of uh, industrial Europe. Is this very similar kind of to the movie, take. How the West Won? Uh, no, uh, there's, there's a different take. Okay. And, uh, but uh, very, very uh, uh, well done. Just came out a few months ago uh, re reading that. And then uh, reading a book on healthcare by a man named David Goldhill, mm. whose uh, father died in a hospital from an infection he contracted in a hospital. And uh, so uh, this writer gives a very, uh, he decided to examine the whole healthcare industry in America and uh, has come up with uh, some first rate insights. Wow, that's great. No, definitely uh, we'll take a look at these. And, and a, f a couple more things, uh, a few more questions, especially since uh, I'm in the finance industry and, and you've been uh, you know, a pioneer in, in many respects with the Forbes Special Situation Survey, which um, I am a subscriber, and the Forbes Investment Advisory Institute. Overall, briefly, what is your personal finance and investment strategy? And, and for anyone who's starting to invest or is it a bit more mature, what are some of your recommendations? Well, depending on uh, the amount of time you have, mm. uh, the general advice I give, uh, especially for younger people, is uh, pick a couple of index funds. Okay and systematically put money in mm. each month, each quarter, whatever, whatever uh, suits you, mm. and keep it up. And don't try to time the market because mm. uh, uh, people get whipsawed. They get uh, giddy when things are going good, and they flee when things are going badly. Uh, just one example. In 2008, 2009, we went through, as you know, one of the worst bear markets ever. Right. Uh, Dow Jones and S&P lost over 54% of their value in a very short order. Many individual stocks suffered even more. Mm. And uh, a lot of people said, we can't take this, and they got out of the market or took some of their money off the table. And then in March of 2009, when things looked pretty bad, the market turned mm. and has since then more than doubled. Right. How many people who took money off the table put it back in to ride this uh, market upwards? Right, right. So uh, don't uh, try to be a market timer. Got it. If you don't have the time to uh, really devote to it, then uh, go for a handful of funds. Be consistent, and the market will be your friend. Dollar cost averaging will enable you, and reinvesting of dividends and capital gains will enable you to beat the market. Mm. So, uh, the key is consistency. Now, got it. when you say that, people always nod their heads, but human nature being what it is, people <laughs> are going to uh, have, have problems with emotions. Yeah, absolutely. But, so my advice is <clears throat> do both. Treat your retirement money with those index funds. Oh, okay. Just do with your retirement money and uh, be consistent and... Uh, the, then you can have your other portfolio or portfolios, either for your own particular needs or because you figure you can uh, find ways to do well. 
and then go to it with that. Got it. So uh, bifurcate it. <laughs> you know, it's a very smart idea. Kind of get it out of your system for your personal portfolio, but for the money that counts on the retirement, be consistent. And, and so, you know, being for some of the listeners who aren't familiar with the special situation survey in your investment advisory institute, how in general, I, I know it can get very deep, but what is kind of the, uh, um, the system that you have on picking good companies for the long haul? Well, what you try to find is uh, companies that the market uh, has undervalued, mm. and uh, for uh, any particular reason, could be uh, could be the company's doing poorly, mm. but the stock price more than reflects that. Got it. You're right. <laughs> uh, could be a uh, could be a company poised for a comeback. It could be a company that is uh, doing well, but uh, you think it's going to do much better, and the market doesn't really recognize it yet. Got it. So uh, you try to find uh, what the market has missed, and uh, then uh, then go for it. And on special situation survey in recent years, uh, they've had a very good track record. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and how involved generally? And I'm sure you have a lot of people that help with this. They, they how involved do you normally get in, in what they choose and everything like that? Well, in special sit as we call it, uh, I uh, we 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 bring uh, people who. We uh, trust their judgment, and uh, obviously if they uh, uh, are doing well, that's fine. If we think they're not uh, doing what they should, well, then uh, we make changes. Got it. Oh, that's great then. And, uh, again, really do appreciate this. And just kind of the last question for our, our listeners who are either looking to start in the workplace, get a new job, or advance in their careers. But what advice do you give them? And you did so in the beginning of the interview about how things change, so we have to change with it. But what are some key things that you have found that have been successful for you, proven principles? One is a uh, stick-to-itiveness. Mm. Uh, another one is uh, what Lincoln said in a very dire situation, uh, obviously the Civil War, this too shall pass. Mm. Um, if you hit a rough spot, you can get through it. Mm. And uh, the third one is uh, always ask yourself, why would somebody want to hire you? Mm. What are you bringing to the table? Sure. How do you make yourself such that people like to be around you, sure. want to work with you. Sure. No, no, and that's great. And on a side note, so I'll take this other recording, just kind of, since you're someone that I respect, and I've been in politics, business, military, and sometimes I have, you know, because there's so much I want to do in life, and I feel as though I, I've been blessed to be given certain opportunities. You know, sometimes I don't know, you know, what should I do or what field should I go since time is so limited. How do you find to kind of balance out what you want to do and what you have to do? Uh, you, you, you have to, uh, make decisions. Mm. And, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, and that's tough to do because, sure. uh, you can't have it all. And, uh, you will make mistakes. Mm. And, uh, there'll be points in life where you think others are running ahead of you. Sure. And maybe they are. But, uh, you, uh, you're, you're, you're not gonna be able to do everything. It's nice when you graduate from college. Ah, yes, the world's at our fingertips. All right. In one way, in one way technology has made it uh, possible to have it at your fingertips. But it doesn't mean you're gonna be, uh, winning the Wimbledon, uh, winning the MVP award in baseball. Uh, winning the Stanley Cup, 
winning Nobel Prizes, taking over companies, starting Apple. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, know, you have you have, you have to focus on what you think you have a knack for. Sure. And uh, what what and when you're out of college, uh, you do have a little bit of time to. Uh, Experiment. Got it. Any other advice on kind of uh, looking for other opportunities that I may not know of? Well, the, uh, if, if you are going through the internet, you'll come across a lot that may uh, uh, trigger something. Okay. And uh, read, reading other people who uh, seem to uh, attract a following. What are they doing? How do they do it? Sure. And uh, let, let let others be a teacher to you. Okay. Okay, no, and I really do appreciate that. Steve, thank you so much. Uh, this has been, uh, I always learn a lot from you. And I look forward to, in the future, chatting again. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Aloha. Keep the faith. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye.